peace, love, and light, everybody. Uh, this is Minds Like Minds podcast. I'm your host, R.L. Malpica, detox specialist, uh, philosopher of natural health and diet. And um, today we're going to talk about the role that genetics play in disease. Because I think there's a, a huge misconception out there um, about the role that genetics play in disease. And, you know, this is from both sides of it, the allopathic side, the naturopathic side, and just really being able to dive into it and understand it. Because I think a lot of us use genetics as a crutch, and I think it's important to understand. Um, so we're going to get into all that. But first and foremost, I want to thank everyone who supported the show um, with shares, reviews, all those things. Those are the types of things that allows me and allows us to to do more of what we do. And that is to spread truth and to share light uh, amongst the world and to, um, you know, ultimately for the betterment of humanity. That's what that's what this is truly about. Uh, so if you are watching on YouTube, you know, your comments and your likes and your subscribes truly, truly help me. Uh, and help this show and help the brand, you know, ultimately, uh, yeah, have a, have a, have a bigger footprint in this world. So I, I want to thank everybody for that. But as we continue this season on natural health and diet, understanding our bodies, understanding terrain theory, and, and really unlearning all of the indoctrination that we've been taught our entire lives. To me, this topic right here is just as important as any, because if you think about it, Truly think about how, how many times you've been told that genetics play a crucial role in your current state of health. I mean, just think about it. Think how many times you've been told that. And that's in every aspect. You know, you could start at your weight. How many times is weight and obesity and, and even on the, on the other aspect of it, you know, um, extreme, you know, uh, a lack of weight. You know, all those things are constantly told to us that it's genetics, that genetics is what is causing um, these these different, quote unquote, dispositions. But at the end of the day, that's what that's all they are is dispositions. So I want to dive into all that, you know, keep 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 thinking of all all the different things that you've been told throughout your life. And maybe your parents have talked about or your brothers and sisters or people around you, your community has told you, even your doctor has told you that are based on genetics. I mean, think about it. It, I was talking to someone recently about how insurance companies are offering up, what was it? They're offering up free, um, was it free breast cancer augmentations or something along those lines for people who have breast cancer in their, in their lineage, which look, you know, we're going to do a whole podcast on insurance companies and how they correlate with the medical system and all these different things. But it just goes to show you that just like the um, kind of the, the ignoring and quote unquote, the ignorance of diet being a part of health, it's the same as relying on genetics to give you your answers and to, to, to be accountable for unhealth, you know, be, being unhealthy. It's the same thing. But if you truly look at what genetics does and how it became what it is, you start to realize that 
you know, like Dr. Joe Dispenza says, you, you know, a genetic gene, you know, a gene, you do not have to express that gene. And from a health standpoint, genetics is about dispositions. And let me break that down for everybody. Because, you know, look, I like to keep things as simple as possible. I've told you guys before, like medical terminology is as was created just like legalese was created to literally confuse the individual. So when you start to hear scientific terms and medical terms and legal terms, like your brain automatically shuts off. Like that is by design. So I'm going to keep this as simple as possible. Genetics is a real thing. It's a real thing. It causes certain dispositions for certain people. So you may be born with a weak kidney, weak kidneys, or, or one, one of your two kidneys. You might be born with weak liver. You might be born with a weak pancreas. You might be born with, you know, um, issues with your bowels. That is, you know, there, I'm not here to debate that. Those, that is a truth, 100%. But how you express that and how you continue your life will truly dictate your health. Now, are there cases where people are born with terminal illnesses? Well, I mean, we can talk about what a terminal illness truly is because terminal in the allopathic world doesn't really correlate with the natural world because everything can be healed. The body is a self-healing system. Is it easy? Of course not. But let's get back to the genetic aspect of it, these dispositions. And expressing those dispositions. Because if you're born with a specific disposition, that doesn't mean you succumb to the result of that disposition automatically. It's everything you do or everything, your, your habits that cause those dispositions to turn into diseases. And look, this is close to home to me because I look, I have a lot of people in my family who every time something comes up, you know, oh, well, you know what? That runs in our family. But just like everything else, you have to ask yourself, why? Why does it run in our family? Why? Was our lineage just cursed with this specific issue? Or is there an actual cause for this? And it always comes back to diet. Always. Because that's what caused the disposition in the first place. Generations back. Now, obviously, it's difficult to pinpoint exactly where it started. But it's all about habits. For instance, if your great-grandmother was diabetic and then her daughter was diabetic and her daughter's your mother, <laughs> you may be born with the disposition of having a weak pancreas. So that means you may have to put a little bit extra effort in your diet to ensure 
that you don't become diabetic because you're already born with that disposition. That doesn't mean you're going to be diabetic. It's not like a fucking, I don't want to say a death sentence, but like a disease sentence that, okay, well, your mom had it, your grandma had it, you know, your brothers and sister have it. So you know what? You're probably going to have it. No, you can control those things. But once again, we've been conditioned and indoctrinated to think that genetics is the end all be all. And it's not. When I talk about things like legacy and breaking generational curses, this is one of the big things I'm talking about. You don't have to fall victim to these mindsets. Because once again, you have to ask yourself why? Okay, why is this in my lineage? Why is cancer? That's, you know, breast cancer. Why is breast cancer in my lineage? And when you start to understand what cancer is and what these diseases are, because there's really only two, only two diseases and everything else is a byproduct of them. And that is acidosis and toxemia. Toxemia, you know, based on your environment. What toxic, what toxicity are you bringing in from your environment? Acidosis is based on what you're eating. Are you eating acid forming foods? Are you eating alkaline forming foods? And the reason these things continue to happen is because we never break the cycle of these bad eating habits. So great grandma who was diabetic who ate a ton, tons and tons of fatty foods, which caused her pancreas to work overtime and caused the sugar to stay in her blood longer than it needed to. Her pancreas broke down and, 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 and she became diabetic. And then she had your mother with that same terrain. Because remember, when you're in the womb, the fetus feeds off the mother. So those same acids, that same toxicity is being passed on to mom. Now mom has a disposition. Mom is, mom is starting life with two hands tied behind her back. But here's the kicker. Mom is growing up with her mother and her mother who became diabetic and started this trend, this cycle, never changed her eating habits. So guess what? Mom also has those eating habits. That's her environment. That's what she grew up doing, eating in the same way that her mother did that got her in this place in the first place. So now she's diabetic and she had you. So while she was born with two hands behind her back, tied behind her back, now you have two hands and a leg tied behind your back. That's the disposition you're born with. So now you got to work extra hard. Does that mean you're, you're destined to be diabetic? No, it doesn't. That just means you got to work a little bit harder. That's all. But you can reverse that. Remember, our organs are made of tissues. Tissues are made of cells. And our body is self-healing, self-regenerating. If you lift the burden off the body. If you give your body, if you allow your body enough energy, vital energy to revitalize itself. And when you revitalize yourself, what types of cells are being created? 
Are they alkaline-based? Are they acid-based? It's like the term, you are what you eat. That is the mindset we all need to have. And I don't care what your disposition is. I don't care. It's not easy. But it all comes back to you. And, you know, look, is everything fair? Is everything equal? No, it's not. I mean, look at look at the urban community and why they're more susceptible to things like heart disease and, and, and diabetes compared to other communities and other ethnicities. You think that's by accident? No, it's not. It comes down to education and it comes down to availability. Because if you go, look, if you look at the, the landscape of America, I can't speak on other countries, but I can speak on this one. And if you look at the landscape of America, when you go to the inner cities, what some would call the hood, per se, what do you see? You see a lot of fast food restaurants, right? You don't see, you know, you're not seeing a bunch of juice lands and, you know, um, uh, fruit stands and, and markets and things of that nature just everywhere. No, you're seeing cheap food, alcohol, drugs throughout the, throughout the, the, um, throughout the community. And this is going on for generations upon generations. So it's no fucking surprise that when you look at urban people, when you look at black and brown people, that they would be, they would, they would show higher rates of these, these terrain-based diseases. But I'm speaking to everybody here that look, we can change that. We can break that cycle, but we can't fall victim to the conditioning of thinking that our health is predetermined. It's not. And no, it's not fair. But I'm telling you all, you can change it. And look, may Johnny have to work harder than Joe? Yeah, possibly in certain areas, for sure. But that's okay, because Johnny can't worry about Joe. Johnny can only worry about himself. And breaking that cycle. I mean, that's really, when I look at my life, because there's a lot of sickness in my family. I mean, if I go down the line, I mean, my, my grandmother was diabetic, died of heart disease. Um, my, and, and her son uh, is diabetic and his son is diabetic. And my, my mother has stomach issues. And I have had stomach issues. And I look at other people's family and, and, and they have cancer up and down their, their family line. But that doesn't mean you're predestined for those things. Because this whole thing can be reversed. 
the way the world is now, based on the standard American diet and what we've been eating for the past few generations or five or six generations, I should say, all of us have weak adrenal glands. All of us. We, have, we just have beaten up our adrenal glands with just such an abundance of acid-forming food because that has been the standard American diet. So we can all benefit from strengthening, strengthening our adrenal glands. And our adrenal glands are, are on top of the kidneys. I mean, they're, they're what control your filtration system, your sewer system. So all of us, everyone, I'm speaking to every person that's listening to this or watching this right now, I can damn near guarantee you're, you have weak adrenal glands. And some, like there's levels, of course, but I feel very confident in saying none of you have strong adrenal glands. And if some of you are out there who've been putting in the work, who've been eating clean, raw uh, for, for years upon years upon years and have done the work and maybe you are at that level, man, salute to you. But those individuals are few and far between. I know I have weak adrenals. I'm working on it. But I'm not going to succumb to any type of disease because of genetics. Instead, I'm going to take my disposition and work on strengthening it. Becoming the best version of myself. Best version of yourself doesn't just mean from a mental standpoint. Doesn't just mean from a spiritual standpoint. It's all encompassing because at the end of the day, guys, it all connects. It all connects. You hear me talk all the time about how becoming healthy, this path of health is a spiritual movement. Like there's a spiritual aspect to it, a huge spiritual aspect to it. And you'll continue to hear me say that because if you don't work on yourself and your connection to nature in this world, it's going to be very difficult for you to get on this path of health, of, of eating raw, of understanding the, the energy within the foods that you're eating. It's going to be very difficult. Or understanding the ethical aspect of the foods that you're eating. It's all connected, all of it. But genetics has just been a crutch for us for way too long, and we need to stop it. I had a conversation about diabetes recently. And, um, somebody asked me if, you know, I was talking about juicing and somebody asked me if, um, you know, juicing and drinking too much juice can cause you, cause you to get diabetes. And, you know, I had to explain why that's not the case. And that's another misconception because the, the, the misconception out there is that diabetes is a, is a sugar disease. You eat too much sugar and you become diabetic. That is the perception that's been the perception for decades. I mean, I remember growing up, they used to call it the sugar. You got the sugar. I remember I used to drink soda. Way too much soda. 
way too much soda as a kid. And I remember my mom used to say, you know what, you're going you're gonna to become diabetic. Instead of stopping me from drinking it, you know, my mom just tells me that shit. You know what I'm saying? And of course, you know, I didn't know any better. And eventually I stopped drinking soda completely, which I'll, I just want to let everybody out there know soda is one of the worst fucking things you could ever put inside your body. Um, and yeah, I stopped. I mean, I stopped drinking that a long time ago. Um, you know, and I didn't know. I didn't I didn't understand the the correlation to soda to anything. Um, but. That's the perception out there is that diabetes is about sugar. And now does sugar play a role? Yes, it does. But there's different types of sugar, first and foremost. But I want to get back to diabetes because the truth is, is that diabetes isn't about like the catalyst isn't sugar. It's fat. And it's protein. Those are the two catalysts to diabetes. Because when you eat an overabundance of fat and protein, and if you look at the standard American diet, that's kind of the two things it's based on, fat and protein. That causes issues with the trans, with the, with the, with the transferring of sugar to the cells. And what people get lost in is the fact that the sugar ends up getting trapped in the blood, obviously causing, you know, uh, blood sugar spikes and that and, 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 and whatnot. But the reason is getting stuck there is because of the fat. The fat is basically trapping it inside the blood because the sugar, especially fruit sugar, fruit sugar should be in and out quick because fruit sugar fructose doesn't need the process doesn't need the insulin to get to the cell but it gets trapped in the blood causing the blood spikes and things of that nature and then when your pancreas is overworking 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 that's what causes the breakdown hence type 2 diabetes Well, and then, you know, I had somebody else reach out to me and said, yeah, that's the case for type two diabetes, but not type one. And I had to explain to this individual, which which was a very valid point, you know, because there are differences. Um, But the main difference is one is considered genetic. But once again, we we peel back layers around here. We ask questions. And we want to know the why. Because if it's genetic, why is it genetic? Why is this five-year-old kid diabetic after being on this planet for, for such a short amount of time? Someone would combat me and say, well, if it's all about the diet, how could a five-year-old or a four-year-old or in some cases even younger than that um, be diagnosed diabetic. It goes back to what I talked about at the beginning of this podcast. Because of generational ignorance when it comes to health and diet. Because mom and grandma and 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 the lineage 
had these bad habits that have come down and and that child was born with that disposition. And we have seen many cases. If you, um, you know, find uh, Dr. Morris on YouTube, he has many cases of type one diabetes being reversed or uh, uh, Yaki Raphael, many cases of type one diabetes being reversed through diet. You don't have to accept that predestined diagnosis. You don't have to do it. And once you understand that, once you understand that everything, all sicknesses, all disease stem from you, stem from your habits, stem from the things that you have done, stem from the things that you consume. Then now you have the information and the data and the energy to change it, plain and simple. And when I talk about things like what you should eat, it, 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 seem, it may seem drastic to some of you because we've all been conditioned with this mindset that we have to have a certain amount of nutrients and we have to have our protein. We have to have a certain amount of fat, all these different micros and macros, which have only been around for probably the last shit, maybe 100 years, in some cases, 200 years. World's been around for a very long time. We can't out like like I think a big part of the issue is we try to outsmart the creator or creators. Like, and that's the ego side of us. Like we want to dive deeper and deeper and deeper to figure out how we can make things better. But we're making things better from a disposition in itself. It's like the medical community, the allopathic community want to find loopholes to support the wrong foundation. If the standard American diet itself sets the individual up to become sick and ultimately uh, succumb to disease and eventually death, then that's the wrong foundation to build off of. But they try to find loopholes to help them to to like substantiate their claim of this is the way you're supposed to live. I mean, you look up any like, and I know you guys do when you get symptoms, you go on Google, you WebMD it or, or whatever the case is. And you start looking at symptoms, you start looking at, you know, why is this feeling? What's the cause of this? All these different things. And rarely, and I mean, rarely is disease ever uh, is, uh, is diet ever mentioned rarely. And that's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Your body is a self healing organism. It's entire purpose is to keep you alive it's always trying to get to homeostasis which is health the standard always it is always detoxing always but when you consume things that are not appropriate for this machine it's like putting the wrong gas in a vehicle it's like putting the wrong oil in a vehicle 
It's like putting the wrong plug in an electronic, you know, in, in some electronic. So now your body has to take extra steps to associate itself with this foreign chemistry that's going inside your body. And the standard American diet is full of foreign chemistry, things that we are not built to eat. So it's overworking, things are breaking down, and when things break down, that's when the trouble comes. And this isn't something like, like we're in such a microwave society. We think, oh, well, shit, I just, you know, I eat this stuff all the time and nothing happens. No, it's, it's over a long period of time. Like these things build. In some cases they don't. But once again, that's where genetics and disposition can come into play. That's why you can have somebody like my grandfather who drank a lot and did not eat <laughs> the best type of diet, but lived till 99 years. And his dad lived to, I think, over a hundred. It all comes with disposition. Now, there's other there's other factors, emotional factors, because, you know, um, uh, emotions, um, state of mind, mental health. That's all that's all a part of it, too. But that's why you can see somebody like that who can live to 99 and then see somebody else who actually ate decent, not great, but decent, you know, decent amongst the Amer- the standard American diet, decent, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they, and they, and they die at 68. That's where genetics come into play. So anybody out there, if you have a weak disposition, if you were born with any type of genetic weakness, you know, with, within one of your, one of your major, major organs, just know you're going to have to, to take this diet thing a lot more serious and you can, you can overcome that. You can revitalize yourself. You can regenerate yourself in those areas. You just might have to work a little bit harder. And that's okay. That is okay. But doesn't it feel good to know that? Because there are people out there that have been told that they have a certain disposition or a certain disease that's terminal or that that can't be fixed and they're just basically waiting it out or they're they're basically marching towards you know, a certain type of life. And that's, that is cruelty. That is, that is a crime against humanity, in my opinion. I mean, there are paraplegics that have, have, have gotten to a point where they can walk again. I mean, shit, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza is a perfect example of that. So you, you, you have to start asking a lot of those questions. Not that I'm saying you can't go to the doctor or you shouldn't go to the doctor or anything like that. Just don't let that be the end all be all. And if you do go to the doctor, just continue to ask questions to the point where they don't have an answer. And then when they don't have an answer, keep, keep digging, 
Not, not you don't have to dig through them, but start digging in other places because the answers are out there. Genetics play an important role in a lot of things, but they're not the end all be all. I don't care what the diagnosis is. And most of the time, these diagnoses are, are, are guesses. You know, how many times have you seen someone told, oh, well, you know, you probably got five or six months to live, and then they end up living for two, three, four more years? It's all a guess. Because they're going based on markers, based on data they've received from other people who are in certain in, 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 in the same situations or with the same dispositions. But it's all based off a of sick society. Everything you see, all the data you see when it comes to health is based on a sick society. I'd love to see some experiments and data based on a frugivore society. The problem is there ain't enough of us. I mean, the data we do have, we do know that vegans live roughly eight years longer than, I guess we can call them omnivores. We know that. We have that data. But that's just vegans. It's not a raw vegan. Going vegan or vegetarian doesn't ultimately make you healthy because there are a lot of unhealthy vegans and a lot of unhealthy vegetarians. And I was one of them because I didn't understand, but there's levels, there's steps that you take. Now I don't care where you are on your journey, where you are in life, how old you are. I want you to think about what disposition you've been told what you've been diagnosed with. And I want to let you know that you can, you can heal it. You can cure it. People have been told that type one diabetes is, is, is irreversible. Most people think that once you have cancer, you're done. Like that's, that's the ultimate death sentence, right? It's not the case. That's just that fear. That's that play on emotion that keeps us stuck in the same fucking place mentally. So we can rely on medicine. So we can rely on insurance. So we can rely on the medical system. Genetics is just another crutch because once again, it takes the accountability from yourself. No different than looking at the external things that quote unquote make you sick, like viruses or, you know, um, bacterias and things of that nature. And cancer, you know, Most people think that when they get cancer, it's just bad luck. It's either genetics or bad luck. Zero accountability on themselves. Or people think they're obese, which cause a whole 
a whole fucking array of, of different sicknesses and diseases, but it's genetic. And that's the reason they're obese or they're big boned or, or whatever the case may be. They don't want to take the accountability on themselves. Look, acknowledging something, acknowledging you've been conditioned, acknowledging you're the reason that you're in the place you are now, that's, there's power in that. There is power in that. So I challenge everybody out there to take, to, to experience that power, to look at the prescriptions they have at home and ask themselves, man, Do I really need these? And do some digging. Shit, reach out to me. You know where to find me. I, I, can, I either have some answers for you or I can point you in the right direction. I know that. But I, I challenge all of you to do that. You know, whatever you've been told, think about Think about the things you've been told, the way you've been brought up. Look at, look at your world, the, the people around you, the people that, that are sick that are around you, the people that are on some type of medication. And, and think about how they got to that point. And realize that there's an answer to that question. You just, we just have to ask. And the best part of it, what makes sense? Like, it's not like our species was put on this planet Right. However, however, it started and started developing stuff out of nowhere. No, this is self-induced, self-inflicted. Through what? Consumption. <laughs> Lack of elimination. Right. The, 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 the main things. Consumption, assimilation, elimination. When you have issues with any of those three, that's where you're going to see dis-ease within the body because the body, the, the machine is not functioning properly. And once you get the machine to function properly and you feel it and you see the benefits, man, it, it's, it's an amazing feeling. And I'm not perfect. But I felt it and I know it and I and I know the basis of how this whole thing works. So I know that if I slip up and I eat some cooked food, I know what to do to fix it. Let my body rest and my body will will take care of it. My body will regenerate and get back to what it's supposed to do. And there's some amazing byproducts in the process. If you have certain ailments that might not be life threatening per se, but they're just annoying ailments, they will eventually go away and you will lose weight. If that's, if that's one of your things and your skin will clear up and your hair can grow back. You feel what I'm saying here? All of these things can be reversed. You don't have to succumb to the ideology of genetics and predestined disease or sickness. You don't have to. 
So I hope you guys enjoyed this, this episode. Um, like I said, I wanted to keep it simple. I didn't want to dive super deep into the science and the biochemistry of, of, of genetics, because at the end of the day, doesn't matter. What you need to know is why it happened in the first place and what you can do about it now. That's all that matters. Because every day you have a conscious choice, that duality. It's what I'm doing for the betterment of me or is it for the detriment of me? And if you have a disposition, you need to take that choice very seriously. If you enjoyed this episode, please give me a thumbs up. Um, subscribe to the show. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, Apple podcast, Spotify, Google, whatever it is, leave me a review. Um, I, I love to see the reviews and, um, feel free to reach out to me with any questions at any time. Um, and you know, if you're looking to, uh, to escape, if you're looking to rediscover, rediscover your true self, because you're bogged down by the matrix and all that, come check me out at, at the retreat that we're holding in, um, November in Arley, Alabama. Um, I got more details for you. Just reach out to me, you know, through social media at RL Melpica. You can email me RL Melpica at mindslikeminds.com. And um, I'll give you more details on that because I'd love to, to meet some of you guys and, and, and you know, dive deeper into to this natural health and diet. But um, you guys be good. Love all of you. Peace, love and light. I am out of here. <laughs>